1: Your body is unique. So why would you settle for a weight loss plan that's one size fits all? Noom is the weight management program that takes into account your biology to build a custom plan just for you. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
2: Welcome to to Switched on
3: Pop, I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. And I'm songwriter Charlie Harding, and joining me in the studio is Kay Flay, songwriter, rapper, singer, producer, Yeah, and we're really lucky to have her with us. She's going to talk with us about today's topic, Ariana Grande, and then later in the second half of the show, we'll be talking about her song, Blood in the Cut. Hey, guys. Mul- multi-hyphenate, I think, <laughs> is, the, is the
2: phrase.
4: Multi-hyphenate, I like that. Put that on my tombstone. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> K-Flay, so happy to have you on board. I could not be more excited for the subject of today's episode. Uh, Today we talk about the trials of one Ariana Grande. I have a lot to say about (laughs) one song in particular.
3: I'm so excited.
2: That's actually from last year, but it's still all over the radio. I think it's totally worth talking about. Um, so and I think we'll if you, you'll come along with me on a voyage of of discovery with this particular song, and then we'll zoom out to talk about her persona uh, in a sort of a larger way. All right, Whoa. yeah. I like so it. we're gonna this, this is kind of wedge shaped. It starts very small. <laughs> uh, before we do anything else, though, we have to listen to what I think is might be the greatest straight up pop song on the radio at the moment. Bold. Let's spin into you by. Ariana Grande. Yeah, we should have kept going. (laughs) I know. I defy you to to stop that easily. It's it's (laughs) so infectious. I immediately took notice of this song because it passed the hardest test in my book for a good pop song, which is the grocery test, (laughs) which is if I linger in the produce aisle, When it's playing in the grocery store, just kind of (laughs) holding like some wet romaine lettuce for (laughs) an uncomfortable amount of time, then it's a really good pop song. Word. And at this point, we need to do one of our reveals. This song is produced by uh, someone we've talked about before on our show. In some ways, it's the the person that all roads in modern popular music (laughs) lead to. Yeah. He's like the Wizard of Oz. This is a Max Martin production.
3: (laughs) Of course it right.
2: is the enigmatic, reclusive Swedish genius and his regular team of collaborators, and this song I thought for a long time as kind of like uh, an intricate puzzle, like a Rubik's cube or something. And then I and then my analogy or, or metaphor sh- shifted, mutated. Now I think of it more, almost like a piece of trompe l'oeil art. <laughs> wow. Are you familiar with that term, K. Flay? Did you take any art history courses? And- no.
4: What does? How do you spell that?
2: That would be T R O M P E. Okay. Dash L apostrophe O I E so, I L. So
4: that's another hyphen. First of all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the theme. Um, no, I have no idea what that is, but C- I would like to know.
2: C'est française. <laughs> it translates to deceiving the eye. And refers to a kind of painting that developed, I think, mainly during the Baroque era, where the painting fools you. It tricks you. It shows you something that seems like it's there, but it's not. Like, one example would be when you, you look up at a ceiling and it's painted so that it appears as though you're looking up at the sky. Mm. Right. But you're just looking at, you know, a plaster ceiling that's been so intricately painted with the right shadow and light to actually fool you into thinking that you're suddenly looking up at the sky, but you're not, it's just a painting.
4: So what are we looking into on this song?
3: (laughs) Yeah, Where are you taking us? I think
2: the song is deceiving our ears constantly. Nothing is quite what it seems, and it all interlocks together in this very intricate and somewhat diabolical way.
3: You you have to take us wherever you're at because I'm so lost.
2: (laughs) Okay, we start with the first sound we hear in the song. Okay. That deep, jagged, super syncopated bass.
5: Okay, so in you I can barely breathe. And all I wanna do is to fall
3: in the Okay, so it's like wah, 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 wah. Yeah. I
2: mean <laughs> okay. I, so first of all, like what what an incredibly funky syncopated bass line. It just dances on all the upbeats never hitting a downbeat you can tell because we have that bass drum going kind of four to the floor thud 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 Right. and then all around it is just dancing the rhythm of of that bass line. Dig it. And then the bass line sounds kind of complex to me at first. It's moving from these different chords it's kind of hard for me to follow yep. but this is I think the first trick that the song is, is playing on us how so because if we slow it down just take this bass line one note at a time mm-hmm. we see that actually what it's doing is very simple just in terms of pitches what's going on we start on the the home key yeah. the home note of the song F sharp
5: mm-hmm.
2: and then the bass line moves up it goes F sharp G sharp A making its way up the minor scale and then it keeps going up, it goes up to B, and then this is the trick. Okay, it doesn't directly just keep going up the scale, yeah, and we do, but not quite in the way we expect because it doesn't go directly up, it drops down to that D. Rather than go up to that D, it drops down to it. Huh. And then we hang on that D for a while, and then we go up, and then right right before the bass line repeats, we go up to E, and we get back to the very start of the song, F sharp. So we've come exactly back to where we've started in literally the most probably simple way you could possibly write a bass line. It just walks up the scale. It just walks up the scale one note at a time. With a funny twist where it drops down. With a funny twist where it drops down and doing it in this very rhythmic way where it's kind of hard to follow. Again, I think it's it's tricking you into seeming more complex than it is, but it's actually just the simplest thing in the world. It's like... Doe, a deer, a female deer.
5: Doe, a deer, a female deer. Ray, a drop of golden sun.
2: Ray, a drop of golden sun. It's just going, I mean, literally that's all this baseline line is just going up one note at a time. It's, it's the most simple thing in the world.
4: Doe, a deer is pretty catchy. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Now that you say yeah, it, I'm right. like, I do know how that goes.
3: For sure.
2: <laughs> with the rhythm and with the way it kind of starts and stops and and slowly moves up and then drops down and then comes back to the beginning, it's like constantly entertaining and surprising and, again, mm. tricks your ear into thinking it's, it's not the simple stepwise ascension. Mm. Hm. It, sounds like, it sounds like something else. Yeah. Okay, trick number one. Okay, trick number one. Now, we're not even going to move very far yet. Okay, <laughs> we're just on step- trick number slow. one. Yeah, this, this, I'm not. I'm not even close to done with this baseline. <laughs> okay. How would you describe the timbre, the tone mm. color?
4: Okay, I have Nate. I have a thought on this because when I heard it this morning, I'm really interested in songs that the instrumentation mirrors the theme of the song.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I
4: feel like. It, and maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on the point of this song but it seems like you know she's sort of trying to be coy like they're in this situation where like nothing's defined right, right? they like each other no one's made a move and so the bass line it's like a low pass thing we don't ever hear like the high end uh. and then when the chorus hits we get like the full synthesizer sound and it's there's like the high end and it's you know grimy and and that's when she's like do this
3: Wow, I was going to say it sounds like a duck, but that's a lot smarter.
4: <laughs> I don't know, but I was thinking about it. And that's yeah. that's what I thought this morning when I was listening. I don't know if that vibes with your vibe, Nate.
2: That vibes so hard with my vibe, actually.
4: <laughs> okay, okay, good.
2: And I actually am like a little red faced because I meant to talk about the meaning of this song. Two and you like you already beat me to it <laughs> yeah I, I totally agree this song is all about to me like kind of closing the gap you know moving from talking to the next stage in a romantic <laughs> relationship yep right as the chorus yeah. mm-hmm. as the chorus says a little less conversation and a little more touch my body
3: Nate please
2: I know I know I, I just <laughs> I joked up met. a little just saying that line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Kay flay you're one to talk when we listen to, to Blood in the Cut later.
4: <laughs> I know. Well, get ready.
2: But yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree. I am going to make the same exact argument as Kay flay just presented. Okay. This bass line transforms as the song builds, as this moment of the climactic encounter builds and builds as well. But there's something else that I didn't detect uh, listening to this track until uh, I isolated the bass line. Mm. This bass is like another trick, it's not what it appears to be.
3: Okay.
4: Yeah, I did think the ooh man voice was interesting. i had heard yeah.
3: that one, but now I'm hearing something else.
2: There's another one. The ooh, man voice that I, I couldn't describe it better. <laughs> I think that's like a little clue as to what ah. this bass line actually is, which is not a synthesizer at all. Huh. But as we hear this sound transform and, and we it starts to change, it starts to become like kind of breathier. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
4: Uh-huh. Right? It
3: start, it's starting to open up a little bit. Doesn't she say, I can't catch my breath at some point in this song, too? She might. Yeah, she
2: does. Sounds
4: like something she'd it's, say.
2: It's transforming itself in front of our ears. Wow. And then all of a sudden, it's revealed what it truly is. Ooh. That is really awesome.
4: That's really nice. Isn't that
2: wild? So that was this airy, breathy...
3: Ah, uh, vocal. Wow, that is a really cool track. I had no idea that was going on.
4: You know what's funny about hearing that is when I when I heard this song, like it kind of made me think about the Bee Gees. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's the tempo or something about it. But like oh, it felt yeah. like a disco. I don't know, like Yeah. I don't know what tempo it is, like maybe one ten or you know, it's like dancy but still not super fast. Well, you can't And hearing these men's, like, voices makes me think it, like, low-key is a Bee Gees track. Like, couldn't you? (laughs) Right?
2: In fact, the next part I was going to talk about, I think, is a very Bee Gees-esque sort of technique. Mm. All right. Which is the moment towards the... End of the song, this is the next trick. So I guess we're on trick number three now. Yeah. This is after the bridge, and we get a very different version of the chorus, as we've heard. It. Oh.
5: It's I a know, great like, every song. time
3: I
2: hear So this moment, given what we were just talking about, this moment is really interesting to me because that moment when it comes out of the bridge and you expect it to be this big uh, dynamic moment and it turns out to be this like kind of tighter, quieter moment where all of a sudden all we hear are voices. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the voices of the 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 BGs men in the background, <laughs> the ah ahs. <laughs> uh, 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 and then we have Ariana Grande singing the melody, but then we also have a, like another chorus of Ariana Grande's kind of responding to that main mm. melody. We have another kind of puzzle here, another kind of trick in which everything perfectly fits together, yeah, like a little puzzle. And in a way, I don't know if this is intentional, but this reminds me so much of... Um, Another kind of one of these techniques that was popular in the Baroque era, but in music, in some ways, maybe the equivalent of like trompe l'oeil in painting would be a technique called hocket.
3: So this is like a little bit of a classical masters segment that you're taking us on. (laughs) This
2: is a mini classical masters. Yeah.
3: Okay. What is a hocket?
2: What is a hocket? Great question. A hocket? Is when two different musical parts fit together in a way where whenever one has a rest or a silence, the other one has a note, so that they are constantly kind of taking turns, going back and forth very, very quickly.
3: Okay. Great.
2: (laughs) We can hear a short example of this in the music of Johann Sebastian Bach.
3: I like the hocket.
4: That's like DNA. It makes me think of DNA. What is yes.
2: DNA? Oh, like my a, God. I love that. Yeah.
4: Like a double helix. Oh, like a double helix. You know, just like they kind of never, <laughs> they're like forever bound and yes. make something beautiful but never appear at the same time.
3: I thought DNA for a second was another like really cool 70s disco <laughs> reference to no. a band that I didn't know.
4: <laughs> I only know so much about the 70s. But yeah, that's really cool. And I, I like that.
3: It sounds
2: like maybe I've convinced you that here again is another one of these tricks, a moment where we have this incredibly complex hocket, if you will, uh, where all these different voices are intricately connected. I love that as in a strand of DNA, of nucleotides. And there's one other moment I want to talk about, okay? which is the moment right before this section the bridge Ah.
3: Mm. Max Martin writes great bridges
2: he does and this is such a classic one because again it just becomes like really open and airy all of a sudden yeah so trick number four some ways on the surface looks like a very kind of straight forward bridge Uh, we have like kind of these instrumental hits da 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 and then there's a response from the vocalist Uh, let's have a listen to the bridge Okay, cool. So yeah, great bridge. And it sounds like a bridge should. It sounds new. It sounds like something we haven't heard before, kind of contrasts, changes up the, the texture and the rhythm. And yet I think that we have heard this before. Mm. We're both looking at each other like... <laughs>
4: <laughs> We're giving each other side eye because you're not here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. that. I feel like this is the moment I'm like in an SVU episode where I'm like, it was, it was you the whole time. Okay, I think we've heard this before this very percussive hit section, bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Sounds new, but I want to suggest we've heard this before, and I'll present my case by taking us to the pre-chorus, where there's this little kind of obligato, a little ad-lib, a little vocal interjection. He really likes big words.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it might be showing off a little. That's really high. It doesn't have any words. It's just like this wordless thing. It goes, ooh. All right, here ha- have have a listen.
5: That's okay, extraordinary. Okay, we got it. we got. the <laughs> <need a> back to back. <laughs>
3: That's awesome. Yeah. So basically, he took that little. Ad lib, ooh, ooh ooh, and mm-hmm. turned it into a whole section,
2: and turned it into a whole freaking section. Ooh, wow! I this mean, thing
3: it, is a puzzle. Isn't it, <laughs> it is it's
2: crazy, right? It's like I just picture when I listen to the song. I just picture in my mind like some, <laughs> just like rococo like golden mystery box or
3: something and like everything <laughs> that like it's, unfolds on multiple sides and like folds back <laughs> into itself and yes yeah.
2: exactly see you charlie gets it charlie this is why we were charlie today,
4: understands you know? well yeah. okay i have a question which is that so this is basically like foreshadowing
5: yes right? Ooh, yeah yeah
4: sort of right like is that comment is that good does that help like are we already used to it subliminally so we like it more when we hear it in the bridge is that what's going on well i think
3: definitely because one of the trends that we've seen a lot happening this year we talked a lot about the chain smokers this year on the show Mm -hmm. and rather than jumping right into the chorus of a song there have been these little intro sections where there's sort of a manipulated vocal that hints at the chorus to come and then they jump right into the verse
4: Do you know what i'm talking here Mm -hmm. let
3: let me let me play you one thing okay yeah can we listen to uh, the chain smokers closer it happens right at the very beginning
4: yeah it's happening at the beginning
3: yeah
2: I think foreshadowing is a great word and I think it's it's another raison d'etre for being there could be <laughs> that keeping the, the French do you, <laughs> do, you, do you speak French <laughs> analysis
5: he just knows French um, phrases
3: <laughs>
2: Goes back to what um, something K-Flay rightly brought up and that probably hasn't come up enough in this analysis I'm presenting so far, which is, again, like the lyrics and the message of this song, uh, which is, like we said, trying to close the gap, trying to get someone to, to, to shut up and kiss you, basically. Um, so I feel like maybe this little phrase, which originally we heard when it says, so waiting for you to make a move before I make a move... And then kind of coming like right before the final chorus of the song when we hear it again in the bridge is maybe kind of one more push again, reminding us of that sound and of its meaning where, you know, I'm waiting for you.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I got to give you. So so maybe those are connected lyrically. Oh, I
4: like that idea. Oh, wow. That's a good one.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I get that, too. When I listen to the song and I think of something that my wife teases me about all the time which is the first like the first time we went out she like was just waiting for me to kiss her just to just like stop talking <laughs> and, kiss, and like just waiting waiting and waiting and i was just like incredibly obtuse. About, just probably like i am right now just talking and talking and talking and then i tried to kiss her and i was like on this lawn chair and like as i leaned over it like the backs like snapped down and i like and i was then i was so embarrassed by that, then it took me another three hours to work up the nerve to go for it again. Oh, jeez. Wow. So,
4: hey, one thing to interject really quick I just thought of. Yeah, please. About the foreshadowing. Yeah. I think she says the words into you in the first line of the song
2: yes you're, you're totally the right yeah the, yeah the very first lyric is i'm so into you
4: so that's kind of interesting
2: oh that is interesting that's the first
3: lyric
4: like if just on the foreshadowing tip i oh, don't know yeah. what we're like that, that's just where my mind went i was like doesn't she say that
3: i also something that came up for me that i heard a bunch of times was when she sings that line where she descends i'm so into you into you she sings down the scale mm-hmm. yeah but she doesn't land on the final note that's There's right this, you have mm, to wait. Instead, yeah. it, like the music picks it up and it like kind of wants to keep going back recursively. Yeah. Right. It's actually, I think, how the first chorus lands. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Yeah. Yeah, check this out.
4: Yeah. It's, so this is the song of circles.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: It keeps bringing us back. mm.
2: Yeah, yeah, another circle, and that's and that's so interesting because that that downward line happens at the very end of the ascending bass pattern, right? Right, because it's the the last line you hear before the the chorus restarts.
3: Oh, so they're going on counterpoint.
2: Yeah, yeah. So this is like, a
4: hocket <laughs> <laughs> once again. <laughs> well, it's, not yeah. exactly, but kind of.
3: It's 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 very baroque.
4: It's very Baroque.
3: <laughs> It is very,
2: yeah.
4: It may not be Hockett, but it's very Baroque. It's
2: very, it's very. Oh, no, I got a hot stock tip on a Bach Hockett that I like to eat (laughs) with my hot pocket when I'm in uh, Pawtucket with my.
4: (laughs) Hot chocolate.
2: Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Playing Bop It. Um, So, yes. And at this point, uh, I want to take a, I think we need to take a a quick break. Yeah, we Um, need a breather. (laughs) gather ourselves but when we come back I want to take this kind of musical analysis and and transpose it to someone we haven't talked about enough who is the singer of this song Ariana Grande
3: Great.
2: Uh, I want to suggest that in addition to this track kind of having more than meets the ear so does Ariana Grande herself so
0: stay tuned there's no distance too far for the perfect trip
1: hi checking in for
0: or the perfect table
1: hey where are you
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card,
1: hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel—it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash
1: with amex. Most weight loss programs focus on restriction and inflexible routine, which is why most diets fail. Noom can help you build healthy habits while still enjoying your favorite foods. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com and check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
2: Welcome back to Switched on Pop. We are uh, deep in it with my co-host, Charlie Harding, and our special guest, Kay Flay. Now, (laughs) we... Is that your call sign?
4: (laughs) I just made it my call sign. That's a good call sign. Thank (laughs) you. There's a pigeon entering the room now.
2: Into you, Ariana Grande's smash hit of a little less conversation, a little more touch of my body. Uh, full of these tricks of the ear, a bass line that turns out to be a human voice, interlocking rhythms, a bass line that sounds very complex but turns out to be just moving up the scale and you reusing a little vocal ad-lib from the pre-chorus the bridge. All of these tricks reveal a song that might be more than you expect on, on first listen and I think that might be true of Ariana Grande herself. This singer is emblematic of a theme that, that's come up on our show before as we analyze uh, music. Recently, we, we talked about Tove Lowe and her song, Cool Girl. A good song. And mm-hmm. I think there's a diminishment of the creative powers of these female pop stars mm-hmm. that goes on, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. I think a lot of the media is guilty of it. A uh, sort of condescending attitude, and as... Ariana Grande herself suggests an attitude in which everything about that singer is talked about except her music. Mm. Mm. I found an article in which CNN described her as a pint-sized pop princess, uh, which, while lovely alliteration, is also rather (laughs) insulting, I think, to a serious artist. And when she goes on, uh, say, a, a radio show, Uh, this is what she has to deal with. If you could use makeup or your phone one last time, which one would you pick? Is this One what you think
0: time. girls have t- trouble choosing <laughs> yeah, between? Yeah, absolutely. Is this, is, this yeah. Assuming, yes. is this men assuming that that's what girls would have to choose yes. between? Yes, <laughs> not, cell, not a question. Uh, you, can you
4: really go anywhere without your cell phone?
0: Yes. How long Ooh. can you go without
2: looking at phone? Many hours. like
0: to be present and talking. Oh, like Good quality. That. Eye contact. Ladies learn. learn. Yeah. Yeah. Listen Talk and learn, so. ladies. Boys I mean, learn.
5: Oh, Excuse come me. on.
2: I'm, I'm speechless. How insulting to have a serious artist come on your show and ask them if they have ma- makeup or their... I mean, I, it, it, it boggles my mind.
4: Yeah, it's crazy. What adds to this as well is that she's like a pretty legit actor. I mean, she's like really funny. She hosted yeah. SNL. I yeah. mean, she's like a multi-talented. She's not just a musician.
3: Have you Have you had interviews like this in, in, in promoting your work?
4: I have not that bad of an interview, but she's also in like the super pop radio world which I feel like is maybe harder in some ways Um, but yeah I think there's a definite definite bias in terms of the questions you're asked um, and yeah just the initial ways that people perceive you and I feel like that's gotta be really frustrating (sighs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I mean it's frustrating for me in small ways but I'm sure it's incredibly frustrating for her in big ways
2: I think listening to Ariana Grande a lot recently I've so much respect for her like K-Flay was saying I think she's hysterical I think she's a, like a really pretty good actress as well and her voice is
4: crazy Her voice is crazy.
3: Yeah. Her um, vocal and it's not just like hitting the high notes it's no. the vocal control. It's crazy. Yes. Right cuz th- within this song you hear it's like there's eight different characters of Ariana Grande.
2: Yes. But but also I mean let's talk about the high notes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Oh my
3: gosh! That was insane. Oh. <laughs> That's like superhuman. Nate, I'm not sure I caught that. Could you sing it back for me? <laughs> <clears throat> I've <clears throat> I
2: have a little laryngitis. <laughs> uh, other, otherwise, I'd be all over that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the and 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 the moment that kind of broke. The, the secret of Ariana Grande wide open for me was watching this performance of her doing another one of her songs, Dangerous Woman, a cappella, without any processing or effects or, or anything, just live a cappella. Uh, we can just listen to a second of that again. I think it's it's pretty stunning. I wanna
5: save her, save it for later, the taste am I'm, a taker, cause I'm a giver. It's only nature, I live for danger. Oh, that you guys get to Oh my God, don't you stop! Oh, oh, oh.
3: Oof. Wow! That yeah,
2: speechless. That's... Yeah, thoughts? I don't, I don't have much commentary yeah. there. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> uh, astonished, and that's great. But that's not all. Ariana Grande, I also discovered, is very into cutting-edge musical. Technology. Okay. In her live show, she does something kind of incredible. She uses these. I, I don't. I'm not totally sure on on how this works, but she uses these gloves that were um, designed by the the musician Imogene Heap oh. in collaboration okay. with some some scientists. <laughs> uh, and the, and they're they're gloves that are hooked up to your amplified voice. And you use hand motions to control and manipulate your voice as you sing. What? So it's like
4: a theremin with gloves.
2: Yeah, yeah. Actually, On I didn't think of that, voice. but yeah.
4: <laughs> or like something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. About. No, no.
2: I think that's. I think that's totally it. Yeah. <laughs> a, ther- a theremin with gloves that <laughs> okay. transforms your your own voice.
3: The crowd is so excited. (laughs) That's amazing.
2: That's
4: awesome.
3: We gotta get you some gloves.
4: (laughs) I know. I think I need gloves.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think they're only $2,000, so... Oh. <laughs> in a way, listening and, and watching this, it, it, it reminds me of a lot of the sounds on, say, Boney Vare's most recent album.
5: It might be over some, too, too, oh, mm.
2: And yet, I don't really see her receiving the same kind of accolades from right highbrow music publications that someone like Bonnie Vera is. And I think this comes back to a perception of her as not serious, as unintelligent, as not in charge of her own sort of musical destiny. And that seems utterly bogus to me after exploring her her work in in, in more depth.
3: I agree. Bogus. Definitely bogus. I, I disagree with you on one thing, Nate. What's that? About highbrow music publications, because as far as highbrow goes, you are about as highbrow as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're 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 a good counterexample. Oh shucks.
2: So <laughs> stepping, I mean, there's there's so much more to say about the song about Ariana Grande, but stepping back, this is my case. This is my closing argument. Into you, a song, with perhaps a simple surface that the further you dig reveals more and more tricks, making what is on the, the, the superficial surface appear simpler than it actually is. Maybe something similar happening with the song singer Ariana Grande herself. We are given this picture of her that seems very simple. The, uh, what was it? The pint-sized pop princess, <laughs> when actually beneath the surface, there's so much more going on. There is
3: artistry there incredible artistry we're nodding we're nodding i'm nodding too we're all In, nodding
4: like, solemn <laughs> agreement yeah. and Ooh. sadness yeah
3: yeah <laughs> it's like yeah solemnity and celebration at the same time <laughs> i think that's equanimity yes and and that's what i got into you <laughs> beautiful i'm into you nate
4: <laughs> same we're into ariana I we're think. all
3: into ariana yeah oh Big i'm time. so glad
4: <laughs> and also i i feel like we're used to hearing, like, tr- tremendously great vocal performances because of technology. But mm. again, like, in, in a live setting, she is tremendously great. I hate that I've just said tremendous. I believe it's because of the president. And that is really <laughs> horrifying me. Okay, it's I'm huge. so sorry. <laughs> okay, anyway, rescind tremendous. But you know what I mean.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it, it is the dishonest, crooked media that's, that's made you think <laughs> otherwise. So okay. I, under- I understand. <laughs>
3: i really am overwhelmingly impressed i had no idea i mean i had some idea but no idea so for our final segment we're going to do a piece we call off the charts and this is where we take a song that we think is absolutely tremendous
4: oh (laughs) god no no (laughs)
3: And uh, But it's not quite made it onto the charts. We think it should, and we break it down. And so, K-Flight, I want to talk about your song, Blood in the Cut, off of your EP, Crush Me. The
4: boy I love's got another girl. He might be f***ing her right now. I don't have an apartment. Thought if I was smart, I'd make it far by.
3: say that this is a breakup
4: song yeah it is a breakup song um and i think for me what was interesting and i think ended up being reflected in it is that i wrote it when i was really sad mm. and then i recorded it and produced it when i wasn't sad anymore Ooh. so i feel like the verses have some of that or the the original kind of spirit of my mental state in the song and the the like instrumental breakdown is the catharsis or whatever cool
3: yeah i feel like this song has this um an interior part and then a very exterior part totally moving from the verse into the chorus um Mm -hmm. so the song starts really restrained can you share a bit about what's going on in this this opening of the song
4: yeah i mean i i literally wrote this in my mom's basement (laughs) Oh,
5: geez. So,
4: <laughs> I was home for Christmas. The lyrics to this song, which are kind of a little bit jarring, I guess, at the beginning, right. that was just how I felt. Like I yeah. was kind of writing stream of consciousness. Um, And I, I say in there, I don't have an apartment, which was true at the time. I didn't live anywhere. <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: um, so the song's pretty, it, it, it was not calculated in any mm. way. Um, I think it was real. just like a, I mean, I forgot about the song. I thought it never would have come out. Hmm. if I like hadn't played it for a couple people
2: Hmm. huh I feel like I hear that if we just take those first two lines I think they're they're so powerful not just because of the the curse word in the second line right but because they don't rhyme (laughs) totally (laughs) and I never
4: thought about that
2: (laughs) that's really kind of jarring in a way that makes the singer's state of mind very uh, like palpable I
3: guess
4: whoa that is weird that they don't rhyme
3: Yeah, it makes it that much does land that much harder, though. (laughs) It
4: does land kind of hard. Yeah, I mean, truly, I was not thinking about any kind of rules when I was doing this, you know, and I think that maybe some of that translated as a consequence, you know, there wasn't like a structure that I was considering. Mm, That's super raw. In any way. Yeah
3: one of the things that does guide us throughout the entire song though is that it is a really riff oriented song Mm -hmm. right there's this one thing that just pretty much goes throughout the entire track yeah right i actually i heard it almost like a blues riff Mm -hmm. and i it made me think actually of of something like can't get no satisfaction even though this is a really heavy song in some ways it reckons back to old 60s 70s riff rock
4: totally i mean that's largely by virtue of the fact that i'm not a very good guitar player (laughs) i'm just um and i was actually just watching the metallica documentary the other like couple of weeks ago and just thinking about like riffs Mm. and how i mean i've always gravitated towards really really simple kind of bluesy but not super sad sounding riffs Mm. um but still ones that have like an element of melancholy and i Mm. feel like there kind of is to this one i don't know maybe nate you have a an analysis of (laughs) the notes i don't really know but um but yeah i tend to to like really simple things and to kind of just follow those things as far as they will take me
3: is the reference about painting the car black a reference at all to the stones
4: take my car and paint it black take my arm break it in half totally completely yeah um yeah i was obsessed with that song as a child because it made no sense to me <laughs> <laughs> and it felt like demonic
3: well okay talking about demonic yeah how does this song escalate where does it go
4: um i mean the song really to me doesn't reach its climax until the end yeah. the, the final chorus um when I'm doing the octave higher vocal of the, the hook, I guess, technically, mm. um, on it. And to me, that's like the moment of real power. This is like an FU. You know, That's like the final. <laughs> it's like the sign off. Yeah. To the letter. Ooh. You know? Huh. So that's where I feel like it ends up and where it... And it's a pretty short song. Yeah. So it just kind of ends. But like with a big loud moment. <laughs>
3: It it sounds like if, uh, it sounds like if we were talking about the Stones earlier, this is like if Trent Reznor did the Stones.
4: Oh, totally. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I think what's funny is I love heavy music, Yeah, but I'm not really a heavy person. <laughs> 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 or, I mean, I am, but yeah. I feel like I'm not that, like, I'm not that dark. I'm yeah. kind of happy most of the time. And so, yeah, it's like that, this song, um is me kind of tapping into that, you know, dipping my right foot into the yeah. the pool of darkness. No, I, think, I think
2: no matter our, our dispositions, there's always a time in our lives when we just need noise and, and the buzz of a sub. Mm-hmm. I find that, like, so cathartic. And as Charlie was pointing out, just what a, like, beautiful bit of word painting that when you say the buzz of a sub...
3: And then we, and get, then we
2: get that, that sub. So. <laughs> that sawtooth sub, sub-synth just slinks in underneath that is like really really satisfying
4: well I have to give credit right there to so the producer that I worked with um, on this song his name is JT Daly and he was the one who was like there should be a sub there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so should. that's that's really all JT um, I was totally on board of course but um, but yeah that's a that's a JT special
2: um, if if we can just stay at, at, on this moment for for, for one second the uh, website Genius, formerly Rap Genius. Yep. Are, is, are are you are you both familiar with that site? very familiar. It's crowd sourced annotated lyrics. You can offer your own interpretations of lyrics. I just wanted to. I don't know if you've seen your 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 page for this song, but there's some very inventive uh, interpretations <laughs> of that line.
4: Uh, uh, especially, no, I don't know. The buzz of a sub. I don't think I know about this.
2: Um, here's here's one. Um, <laughs> Sub means submissive. The buzz of a sub refers to the high subs get ahem under certain conditions. The whip <laughs> reference is a straightforward extension of, and then it gets cut off. But I imagine the sort of S and M meaning here.
4: Whoa, <laughs> um, that that was not the intended. I mean, but that's the thing about lyric. Yeah. is like it can mean anything to anyone yeah. and that's that's a great thing. Um but that was not my intended n- meaning. <laughs> and I actually was not familiar that sub was a an abbreviation it, for yeah. for that. Me neither. I was just going like sub sound sub Bass, subwoofer
3: i feel like with the the sound in there it, the literalness is pretty present yeah. but I, yeah
4: but crack of the wood, you know i get i get that yeah, that yeah. could maybe right. if your mindset is like if you have an snm worldview yeah maybe you're seeing everything through the like glasses <laughs> of bondage you know and just sort of
3: i feel like you're picking up some of the <laughs> the metaphoric language <laughs> you speak
4: mate so. you've poisoned my mind <laughs>
3: So what kind of darkness are you... What's really going on in this chorus for you?
4: I mean, I think for me in this song, it's about being in a relationship that for whatever reason is not good for you and needing external things to both distract you on some level... Um, And I I think the flip of that, though, is for me, sometimes, like, when I inundate myself with a feeling, when I, like, turn music up really loud or when I experience something very intensely, you kind of transcend it. You know, I think the only way you get over things is by, you know, fully immersing yourself in that experience, in that feeling. And then Mm. you control it. You have power over it. So for me, the song was really about taking this feeling, amplifying it, and getting to decide what the narrative was instead of this other person who, you know, it felt like had a lot of control over me.
3: beautiful tune Flay. you're heading out uh on yeah. tour uh yes. in the u.s and canada
4: correct yeah all of february in the u.s and then um canada pretty much all of march and lots of new music coming soon so
3: great and so people can find that at kflay.com that's it and the ep is crush me the song is blood in the cut it's available anywhere you find the music Listen to it. It's wonderful. Thank you so much awesome. for joining
4: Thank us on the show. Thank you guys for having me. This is so much fun. It
3: was a lot
2: of fun. Yeah, that was that was truly awesome. Maybe uh, we'll hear some Ariana Grande covers in that <laughs> upcoming <laughs> tour as well. No. Although
4: I really don't think I can pull that off. But
2: <laughs> Switched on Pop is produced by me, Nate Sloan. And edited by me, Charlie Harding, and Bill Lance. Huge thanks again to our special guest kay flay and you can find more of our episodes on whatever podcast listener you use or online at switchedonpop.com
3: if you have thoughts about the show you can find us on facebook or twitter at switchedonpop we'd love to talk to you there switchedonpop is a proud member of the panoply network and uh, we're gonna be back in two weeks with another episode until then Thanks thanks for listening for listening